It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, a uh, friend of the show, Pete, criticized me today uh, about last week's show. I know <laughs> we had to do it on Tuesday because of uh, personal events in both of our lives that uh, push it from Monday to Tuesday, but uh, I think he was right. We we haven't gotten a chance to do a podcast yet about a Bucks win against Boston, and now we're two for two on losses. Uh, last Tuesday they lost, and tonight they lost. Uh, so maybe we should, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's. If they play next Monday, we need to schedule it for like Wednesday, just in case there's like a tornado. <laughs> they, they should, yeah. I don't. Bl- I'm not very superstitious, yeah. but I am very superstitious. I'm lying. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I don't. Uh, I did not. I, I saw another hard fought game again tonight, but. Uh, uh, I, yeah, we're we're over two. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into the yeah. game and everything. So. Oh, I know we will, but we're over two uh, broadcasting podcasting on nights uh, nights that they play on. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we need to we need to change the <laughs> algorithm, John. We are the Google. <laughs> Let's fix it. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us once again. Um, we're we're kind of down on a lot of sports here, so we've and the NBA playoffs are so weird that we've only got two games for Bucks to talk about. We've got a little bit of Brewers here to go over, but uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, remember, you can follow this show. It is on Twitter, and that's you know I always put all the podcasts up there, but you can find this show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can also follow me personally at Not So Humble Host on twitter and aaron i know you're on twitter why don't you let everybody know where to find you uh john you can find me at cheddar talk at cheddar talk and uh yesterday i was taking shots at uh uh uh, texas texas fans due to some stuff that happened uh during the game with chris paul's family and uh dallas fans putting hands on chris chris paul's family yeah and i took shot i took shots at texas fans for being dumb rednecks and uh, no, no one fought back. I noticed that was weird. There was a lot of agreeing, not a lot of fighting back. So I think <laughs> well, they good. know I was right. If, if they were, yeah, they're like that. Whoever that was 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 terrible, and that was a, an awful thing to do. And it's just absolutely well, unacceptable. Yeah, and and also too, like with uh, let's not go down this rabbit hole too far. But you know where that's happening in the stadium too. I'm sorry, but that's not. That's the privileged people down there. That's not the everyday Joes of Texas, and so I, I I feel I feel a little bit bad for taking a shot at Texas fans, but I don't because they're also Cowboys fans, and I hate Cowboys fans because I'm a Packers fan of the '90s childhood <laughs> era. So I hate them more than any other team. It's it's, it's it makes me cringe. Like I, I hate the Vikings the most, the Bears the second, but for some reason, whenever and I don't think about the Cowboys except for when the Packers play the Cowboys, and that's when. Uh, my my spidey senses start tingling yeah. every time they play the Cowboys, and all of a sudden I realize, oh, I hate them the most. They're just not a division rival, and we play them every other year. But uh, no, and, and so that's that. I mean, that's first five rows stuff right there. Like, I can I've I've sat first five rows at an NBA game 
three times in my life. And that's when the bucks were bad. You don't, those are all the privileged people down there. It's, it's not the everyday Joe that's down there in the five rows. So you know that it was some, and it looked like a kid yeah. too, just a jerk of a kid. So yeah. it, it's unnecessary. And some of the stuff that's happening with the fans is absolute garbage. Now, Malice in the Palace, Ron Artest going up into the stands on a fan yeah. <laughs> is like all time greatest. But I mean, it's it's starting to get weird all of a sudden now. Like all of a sudden, people feel like they can just. I mean, between that and the stuff that uh, the Cleveland Guardians. See, I did. I got it right, John. Here we go. I said Cleveland Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> Without even thinking about it. But the Cleveland Guardians players that were uh, the right fielder that was getting stuff thrown at right. him by the Yankees fans. Like, what what the hell? I mean, and back yeah. in the day, I mean, I guess I guess Chuck Knobloch getting hit with batteries wasn't real cool. I mean, that was <laughs> no. 20 years ago. <laughs> 20, 30 years ago. Hell, that was 30 years ago almost now. But uh, I, it's just... I don't know. It's just, just garbage. But, you know, at least you know, I have not seen that being at a Bucks game or with the Bucks, and I'm glad that we have good fans. Um, but, yeah, so that that's – sorry, I went down that rabbit hole because I was yeah. taking shots at Texas fans last night and uh, definitely hashtagged a lot of Texas things, and either they were ignoring me, which I'm guessing they were, or but nobody fought back, like, shut up, Wisconsin, you're stupid. No, Texas are. <laughs> because it's, it's in my Twitter name, Aaron. From Wisconsin, with yeah. love. All right. I well, was letting. I'm. I'm let, I can see you, John. They, they can't see you, but I can. And you. You look mad. No, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, generally, I. You know, you and I, being military, I've met a lot of people from Texas. I think yeah. a lot of them are, are generally fine people. Like, I, I don't really have problems with most people from Texas I've met. Some of them are weird, but I, I really get a lot of it because mm-hmm. being from Wisconsin, I love where I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. this is the thing where Wisconsinites and Texans are very similar is um, we love our states. And that is not universal uh, when you travel around the, the the country. It is not universal to find that, by and large, Wisconsinites are very proud to be from Wisconsin. <laughs> we are from Wisconsin, and we talk about it. Wherever we go, no matter how long we've lived in other places, we are from Wisconsin, and Texans are very much like that. That is not that true for people from Maine, you know. <laughs> do, 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 no, no, do, no. Well, people from Maine are very proud about being from Maine, but that was, no, a, like that was that Gaffigan bit. We're from Texas. We like things big. I'm from New York. We're tough. I'm from Indiana, and we're going to move. <laughs> yeah. No, I so, said I'm, I'm vamping. That's why I think I you're very about, right. I, I meant you. I meant you look mad because you're look. I, I was vamping, so we don't have to talk about the Bucks game. You look. You look <laughs> perturbed. I don't know. We if haven't I even go down this. We're not even done with this with thing. But yeah, no, we're gonna get into everything. So let's just get. Let's just move on into. Right. I was just. I was just trying to say, I get where you're coming from, and I understand why they didn't fight you on it. I think they're generally good people. Those people yeah. who did that are. Yeah. Terrible people, just terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm avoiding talking about the Bucks game right now, but I guess we have to, so let's do it. It's definitely going to happen, and it's going to happen right now in the segment that we like to call the main event. Oh no! Starting things off with the main event. All right, so we start with Bucks playoffs because that's the best thing going right now. We got playoff action. Um, I have to start with game four because that's what just happened. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll build back to game three. How about that? <laughs> We're going to build back uh, game backwards three. to game this three, like, which this is like way last better. week's podcast. Let's 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 dive through this terrible loss. Um, and then, then we'll talk about the joy that was three the, days ago. The Celtics clear plan was to hit everybody and to hit them at all times. It was 100 percent right. their game plan because it was everywhere. Pat Connington got thrown to the floor. Multiple, um, 
towards the end, there is a specific point where Tatum drives into the lane, does the like football carry, throws like literally just forearm shoves Pat Connington into another player and onto the floor, and then makes a layup, and there are no calls. No calls. It is amazing what they are allowed to get away with because they're hitting people at every time. It's that Tampa, you know, it's that Seattle defense thing. Like, I'm going to hold on every play. Call what you want. I'm going to yeah. do it every time. You're going to give I them know, a couple was... first downs? I don't care. I'm going to do it every time. There's Boston's like, I'm going to punch him in the face. Call as many fouls as you want. I'm going to keep punching him in the face because they were, I mean, Horford dunked. And not just dunk, but then turned and threw an elbow through Giannis' face. Yeah, that got a, he got the call he there. He didn't turn. He just he just blindly elbowed him in the face. Oh yeah, it was so. ridiculous how obvious it was too. Like, and Celtics fans are mad about that call right now on Twitter. It's amazing. Twitter, we'll say this: looking for the people of Twitter to decide what a fan base is like is not always the best situation. But there are a ton of them out there, including Horford's wife, who's, you know. She just said, oh, it was terrible. Al Horford's (laughs) wife. He put up 30 points. The biggest problem for the Bucs in terms of of pure, just, I guess, the tactics of this game. Uh, Horford got 30 points and hit, like, every three he shot. Uh, You can't can't account for that. That'll never happen again. Uh, The way Boston wins games in this series is somebody has the greatest game they've ever played for Boston. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was... Uh, Jalen Brown in game two and in game four was Al Horford. If and one of their and other both players losses are also and both of those losses are also coupled with the Bucks not being able to shoot at all. Yeah, they didn't shoot particularly well. They were better than they were in game two. And the Bucks mm-hmm. should have won this game. They were up by 10 towards the end of the third quarter. It was a seven point lead going into the fourth quarter. Um, literally, when it became a 10 point game, though, the refs just gave up. They just gave up on calling things because. There's there's literally a, 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 a two-possession series where Jason Tatum gets the ball down low. Grant Hill is in front of him. He immediately throws his hands and the ball up through his face and knocks him to the ground and then lays it in, and there's a defensive penalty called. Doesn't touch his hands. Like, all the only defense he did was get hit in the face. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was telling my dad, I had a hockey penalty like that where I got punched in the face once, and they called me for roughing. I I didn't even get to hit him back. Like I just got punched in the face. Is all that happened to me, and that's kind of what happened to to Hill on that play. It was it was weird, but then it was followed up by Marcus Smart in the lane. Giannis takes a step around him because he always does the side step and the euro step and the hops, and he does all that to avoid contact when he gets down low. Yeah. He yeah. takes the side step, and Smart steps takes another step over and leans into him, puts his shoulder into Giannis. Foul on Giannis. I mean, Uh literally the next drive, they called that play entirely differently. This the entire other way. Uh, The person initiated contact, I guess it's exactly the same in the fact that the person who initiated contact did not get a foul called on them. The person who was hit did. It was super weird. Yeah, they got to make their shots. Down the stretch, the Bucs couldn't hit shots, though. They just Uh didn't. there it's, was, it's, man, it's I love I love Drew Holiday to death. He's the the piece that was missing last year that got him to the championship, no doubt. Like he was yeah. the, the the best third fiddle ever. Um, um, yeah. But that that dude misses so many layups right underneath the hoop. It's it's maddening sometimes because what you see you see what he can do, and then yeah. he misses like 
easy ones. Like he'll be he'll like that 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 behind the back no look alley oop to Brooke <laughs> Lopez who went white shack like seven times tonight. Yeah, you know the ones yeah. where he grabs the rim and his butt feet almost at the bottom of the backboard, and he almost brings the whole stanchion down. Yeah, yeah. he had seventeen points. Dunks. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he's making passes like that. He makes shots. He makes clutch threes. He makes threes from Steph Curry range, and then he misses layups, mildly contested at point blank. He he and was it, it, five it, of twenty two in this game. It is maddening, and and when you watch him too, the way he can work with the ball on the ground in the key, like yeah. he is his ball handling skills and his handles inside the key, he's dribbling around people in the key, not in the open. Like there's four dudes around him, and he's still got the ball on the ground, working his way around, making people move and moving. It's, yeah. it's maddening, and it's just. Yeah. And then he goes up and he has this little off the backboard and completely misses. And it's like, dude, that's what's the difference between you being uh, a verge all-star on the verge of being an all-star and going into the Hall of Fame. Like Chris Paul doesn't miss those shots. Right. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the difference between you and Chris Paul. You besides, can't... Your hairstyle, besides your hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> and your lack of State Farm commercials, um, but but Chris Paul makes those shots. Yeah, you it, can't it, go five for oh twenty-two in a playoff game. You just you no, can't. And he does this. He yeah. he did this all through the playoffs last year too. And it's like it, it literally. I'm I've, I've, I don't know why I've gotten back into saying literally again here recently. I got to cut that stupid habit out. But uh, it, it's it's everything Giannis can do to make up his when he scores like thirty-four and 16 and almost 10 assists. That's literally the margin of error that he's making up for other players not producing. And everyone's like, yeah, we're missing Chris Middleton. And we are miss Chris, missing Chris Middleton. But there was a couple games in the Bulls series where Chris Middleton didn't show up either. And Grayson Well, he Allen, only played to game two where he got hurt. He, he only so played one I, and two. I'm sorry. Right. I just meant down. I didn't mean just in the playoffs in general, yeah. but down the stretch. Oh, like okay. Chris, Chris Middleton disappears. And he did last year during the playoffs too. It wasn't really until the the finals that he, I mean, really started to show up. Yeah, but missing and for the entire series is, is it's hard. It's different. Yes, I get it. And missing yeah. one of your star players, that's difficult. But it's like this is this is part of the problem with the Bucks is that some of these players just disappear for games at a time. And and friend of the show Pete brought it up today too, like uh George Hill taking away minutes from Javon Carter. Like Javon Carter's been nothing but a godsend since we got him. And the Nets are still paying for him too, so he's a rental, yeah. not even a rental. He's a free rental, and you know, and and his stat line from the last game was twelve minutes, zero zero zero, one assist, I think maybe, and like one turnover yeah, or something and, like and that. Game he almost four, had a, he almost had a Tony Snell night, but Javon Carter's been money throughout the playoffs, so I, I don't know why George Hill's getting shoved back out there now too. Uh, Connington's got the he's got the confidence to shoot, but I don't know. And Grayson Allen, after a, an electric series against the Bulls, has been fairly quiet. It, it feels like it's Giannis versus the Celtics again, which is exactly what happened against the Toronto Raptors two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Giannis had his hands on his knees and was gasping for air at the end of this game because he's hurt, he's beat. Yeah, they're, they're hitting him in just, the face. They're punching. They they're, they're, it's they, a literal. Well, that's because they know that's what they need to do. 
Yeah. He's getting taken out. And, and and again, this is how we lost to the Raptors. It would be one thing if it was years, getting called, but they're doing ago, that and it's getting away. We lost to the Raptors three years ago. The Raptors just dropped four people into the key and beat the ever-living snot out of – I cleaned that one up real good. Mm-hmm. But it beat the ever-living snot out of Giannis in the key, and nobody else could figure it out. Yeah, and, I mean – And Stan Van Gundy made a good point about it too tonight, and it seems like it's – when you do have a superstar like that, it, you're afraid to take it away from him. And Stan Van Gundy's like, why, in the, why is he shooting threes? Why oh, yeah, is Giannis shooting is, threes? That's true. Jan- he's, he's, cl- he's clinking them. And yeah. it's like, he can score at will underneath the basket. Let other people shoot. Do something else. Like, have him post up. Do something else. Make other people, give other people good opportunities. Let's not make it the Drew and Giannis show, because that's what it's turned into now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my soapbox now. Sorry. Giannis and Drew went one for ten combined from three. The two of them. Yeah. One for ten. The team shot nine of twenty-seven, which means the rest of them went eight for seventeen. Seventeen. Which is nice. That's good three-point shooting, including Wes Matthews going uh, three for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayson Allen one for four. Not awesome. Connington three for six, which is nice. Uh, but it's like, yeah, no, we can't that's the kind of thing you can't overcome, especially when you know they're going to let them hit you as much as they want because they're the Celtics and they will always get away with it. They will always mm-hmm. get away with it because they're scrappy, you know, pull together team and they get that kind of feeling to them. And also they're the Celtics. Like the NBA has this, this problem, which is they have always been two teams. It is just a two-team league, and they're like, the Lakers and Celtics, one of them needs to win, and one of them needs to be good right now, and the Celtics are the only one of those two that's good right now. The NBA wants them there. Right. The NBA wants them all in. They want them to go all the way through. And it's hard to watch the NBA playoffs as a small market fan, whether it's, you know, um, Pacers, Bucks. Um, whoever else you want to pull, you know, Utah, whatever. It's hard to be a small market fan and not believe uh, in NBA conspiracy theories. Den- Denver, the Hawks, I would argue Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> they treat them like mm-hmm. a small market. <laughs> oh, they, they, but it feels, I, I mean, like it's hard not to believe in, in NBA conspiracy theories because this game, this series is ridiculous, the way that it's been called. Mm-hmm. And the best part is like Celtics fans are mad it's not getting called worse. Like right. they're they're angry. They're like, like the other game. Uh, <laughs> there was one where in game three, Drew Holiday dribbles in, stops and spins. Marcus Smart, believing that he's going to continue going the line he's going on, flops, without contact, just falls to the ground. And they're like, "Why wasn't this called?" They're like, "Because he doesn't touch him. Because he doesn't touch him. You can see mm-hmm. he has never yeah. touched Marcus him. Marcus Smart should have for flopping, right? But yeah." It, that was ridiculous. It, w- it was the most obvious flop ever, and, and, and they've done a lot of that. They mm-hmm. get in there, and they, they throw themselves at people and fall down. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh, it was, in the fourth quarter yeah. tonight, it was obvious. Like, Jason Tatum was just tossing himself. They're still moving. Car. They're still in the air, and they're getting the call. They're getting mm-hmm. the call. And, yeah, that, that's why it's hard to watch the NBA because – the NBA is full of incredible athletes and incredible things that you will never see. People who can shoot a basketball like crazy. People who can do some of the most amazing athletic things. It's not actually really good basketball, though. Yeah. And I'll die on that hill because um, 
I don't. NBA I know what the playoff basketball is great. I mean, they're they're unbelievable players. I hate the regular season. The regular season is garbage. It doesn't look like basketball. It's 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 fun guys playing a basketball like game, which is fun to watch mm-hmm. and interesting. Um, right, but and the team, and the teams that have the best players play hard against each other during the regular season to to, to joust for playoff positioning and stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah. it's it's hot. It's hot garbage. And right. the thing is, the thing is, and like you said, it, it is hard without going down the conspiracy theory road that. Um, they gave the Bucks uh, uh, a token championship last year, which a lot of other fans would from other markets would would contend to to keep the international market happy because they have Giannis and that's Eastern Europe. And they've been trying to get him to leave, but yeah, he doesn't understand that's the rule that he's supposed to leave and go to L.A. Like, right, just like Joe, just like Jokic won't leave Denver, and we've talked about this in the past. These European players, yeah. they don't. They They're don't not, know the rules. <laughs> they, they don't know the American basketball rules because all the spoiled AAU rich kids that run and AAU runs basketball from the ground up. And, you know, and, and you know, you're going to leave and you're going to go to this market. You're going to go to that market. And uh, actually, Steve Zabin had a hot take this morning. They Did you see the mural that they painted of Giannis in downtown Milwaukee today? Yeah. Well, yeah, they've been working on a couple days yet. Yeah, yeah then nice. you're in Wisconsin. I didn't know this was happening. And actually, I was down at uh, not this, not yesterday, Sunday, but the Sunday before we went to the uh, Milwaukee uh, Museum, which the public museum, which is awesome. uh, a, a gold mine. It's it's, it's great. awesome. And there's Easter eggs all over that place, by the way. Like it's, it's one um, of the best unknown things. Like people should go there yeah. from all over. Like I love traveling to Milwaukee and we like going yeah. to see that. It's yeah. a great museum. And, and there's cool museum. Easter eggs there too. Like there's that giant diorama where the uh, buffalo hunts happening and there's like a hidden hidden button underneath there where you can hit it and it makes a rattlesnake shake. Oh and yeah. And then when you're then when you go to the diorama back in the North American section, it's the wild turkeys. It shows like wild turkeys like walking through the woods. And if you look up in the trees, there's parrots. Up in the trees, like <laughs> Central American toucans up in the trees. And you're like, wait, what? Like, and they, like it, this is about my 40th time through there now. And I'm like, I'm starting to realize some of that stuff. So but anyways, uh, um, so no, off Van Buren and Wisconsin, they built it. And so I didn't, I, I, I guess I didn't know it was a thing, but they had the artist on this morning on 1070, the game, 97, three, the game out of Milwaukee and Steve Zabin, you know, had him on and they were, they finished it last night. Um, early Sunday night they got done with it it's all done with spray paint you the, the artist did a really good he's a mural artist from Milwaukee did did a really good job talking about how they did the whole thing and blah 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 whatever and it's all about the pre-planning and the set and the next thing and even Steven Zaman Steve Zaman even said he's like so what are you gonna do with the mural in, in a couple of years when he goes to the Lakers <laughs> yeah it's just like God. and it was just like dead silence and I was like uh yeah, fair point. Anyways, like <laughs> I mean, but everybody's just waiting for it, and you're right. I mean, like, but these European players, the Doncic, did you see that thing against the Suns yesterday? That was a fist so. fight yesterday. That game was just nuts. Doncic doesn't care. He's a European player. Jokic yeah. doesn't care. You know, yeah. and and uh, what's his name? Who used to play for the the, the Spurs? Um, with a with a bald top on his head. Ginobili. Ginobili. He didn't. He didn't care. Parker either. He's French. Nowitzki doesn't care. Oh, by the way, the coolest thing ever, again, that Mavericks game yesterday, okay. in the bottom corners of the court, they have a, just like a watermark on the ground of Nowitzki doing a fadeaway. Oh, cool. Like, it's just like, it's uh, it's just like, instead of the Jordan, like, dunk, it's the 
the Vitsky fadeaway like nice. that. And it's like, oh, nice like job, that. guys. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, talk about European players that don't give it. Hakeem Olajuwon, back in the 90s, he was a force because he didn't follow, follow the rules because he didn't yeah. know the rules. He came over late, you know. They're terrible like, rules. Some of these European people just don't, you know, as opposed to LeBron James, who's been groomed since first grade to do exactly what he's supposed to do and is now dictating the rules. So, yeah, that was that was another. If you ever want to you just want to punch me off any of these soapboxes, John, you just say banana. That's a safe word. So. <laughs> no, we're 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 definitely we're good on all of this because uh, this needs yeah. to be said. It well, gets... and Drew and Drew, he's part of the American uh, American basketball combine too, as is Middleton. But they're not the same. Like they weren't the chosen ones; they yeah. were the ones that were good and were left behind by the Hardens. Like who is the one that played? Who played with Drew Holiday? That was that was in the that's the finals last year. Played with Drew Holiday in the finals? No, who, who played with Drew Holiday? They went to the same high school and everything like that. Oh. Shoot, I'm forgetting. I thought you were talking about I, back I, when he was with New Orleans. No, I mean, yeah, he was before. But but in high school, he played with somebody else, and they were like, yeah, Drew was always the best player. He's just, he just wasn't. It's a, it's another all-star in the NBA. Like, I can't oh, okay. think of who the who it was, but it was like, yeah, Drew was just always the grinder. Like, yeah. He's he a great defender, too. I mean, that's the thing that kind of saves him through a lot of this is he does still. <laughs> that's why he stays on the court. Produces for this team and creates other opportunities and gets gets those things. Biggest thing the Bucks need to do off of this, they need to make their shots. The entire offense this game, game four, was, and I'll say this, after watching game two, that there was a lot of chances where I'm going down one row and now I'm just turning down the other way. Uh, but still I'm saying after game two, we we're talking about this. I said Drew Holiday is able to get to the rim when he wants to. He needs to get in there. And that'll mm-hmm. open up space for Giannis to go somewhere else, and they'll you know they'll have to crash down on other different people. It'll be able to move the ball better if he can do that. He did that a ton today, like you said. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how he does it. Like he can just find a way in and around through other people there, and he gets to the rim. He's got to make his shots. He, he, he dribbles. He dribbles about a foot off the ground. He gets real low. That's yeah. that's how he does it. And like nobody gets, stops him. His center. He has an amazing center of gravity that he can drop down to about two feet off the ground. That all those big six foot seven guys, they their their arms can't even get down that low because they're too tall. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to get work. back he, up in time to do anything if they came down for him. But yeah, no, he he and his, his, his peripheral vision is amazing too. Like he's got he's got eyes on the back of his head, man. Yeah. He's got to be able to do that and then dish out to people, and they got to be able to make their things. <laughs> Those things have to happen. The team has to shoot better. The team has to take more shots. Holiday How, needs to do more creating rather than trying to create his own shot this last game. Right. If him and Giannis have 10 assists apiece, they're going to win. Oh, yeah. They are going to win because there's two people on him and three people on Giannis at all times. And it's like I alluded to earlier. He needs to play like Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul, when he has to, turns it on and starts scoring. Otherwise, Chris Paul doesn't score. All he does is create. He lets all the other people score. And to and Drew, I would argue Drew has as good a tools to work with as Chris Paul does. Maybe not. Booker's on a tear this year, but yeah, Booker's doing he good. doesn't he doesn't have a Booker to toss to, but he's got a Giannis to talk, toss to. And when Chris is Chris is healthy, he's got a Chris to toss to. Yeah. Um I mean, it's them and the Suns are a lot equal. It's just I I I, I mean 
the 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 Bucks are the best when Drew Holiday is distributing and not yeah not if, being the scorer. Like well, somebody uh, else don't can get score. me wrong. A good a good Drew Holiday three pointer at a clutch moment is great. Like he is a good outside shooter. Like he when he wants to be, but it it really and tonight really felt like it. Like just I not you know watching on TV. It really felt like the Drew and Gianna show, and everyone else be damned. Like it was just really like. If it wasn't Giannis driving, it was Drew driving, and like the the couple in the third in the third period when they got up ahead, it it was like there was more distributing and more team effort. But like, my God, it's just like sometimes it it sometimes it just feels like they go down the court and either Drew's going to just take the ball and try and drive it in, and get close and miss a bunny shot, or Giannis is driving and trying to just power through five dudes, you know. Yeah. And I, I kind of wonder also, I mean, the, this is from Bucks, a wrestler, by the way, I wrestled, right. I didn't play basketball. <laughs> the Bucks when, you know, when they have not yet had a good shooting game in this series, they haven't they, had really had a good shooting game yet in this playoffs to be, they, they had a couple honest. against the, the bulls that were pretty good, but they have not had, Oh, a, that's right. Like, they had the one lightning game against the bulls. Sorry. That was a complete lie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like the Celtics have had two games where they were able to hit just all their shots. It felt like, mm-hmm. And they won those two games. And the other two games where they weren't able to hit everything, if both teams are shooting bad, badly, you know, they're both p- shooting mm-hmm. poorly, the Bucks win. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these games, the Bucks are going to shoot. They're, they're going to get their shots, and they're going to put something down. Um, the other thing is, I think the best part about the series is the Bucks won the first one. Mm-hmm. Because the, the little bit of adjustments and things that are going on, um, the the atmospheric changes, things like that, whatever's going on with them, the Bucks are going to adjust, and I think they'll win Game Five. Um, and it's going to be ridiculous because then they'll win on the road and they'll probably lose at home, and then win Game Seven. Be prepared for Game Seven because I think this is likely. Too many people were saying things like, "Oh man, after that last game, all the energy and everything, Bucks in five. And it's like the NBA will never allow that. The NBA will never no. allow that to happen. It's going to no. go six or seven because. They want this series to go you're, seven. You're not gonna. You're not. You're not gonna have a sweep. I mean, look what they're doing to the Suns. Yeah, the Suns. Suns should have walked through. Should have just the Pelicans and the stuff. Mavericks. And this thing's getting dragged out. Like they, they even let the Pelicans get back into this stuff. Like you're yeah. talking about what the what the Celtics are doing to the Bucks right now. The Pelicans were. Yeah. What, what do we call it? What's the non? What, what's the felony that you get when you assault somebody, but it's just on a whim, not premeditated. <laughs> what, uh, you, when, when you when you when you assault somebody but it's not premeditated what's what is that john what i don't you know are you talking about battery I yeah mean, battery is nobody really yeah. premeditates and for the most part we don't have to premeditation is not a problem for assault or okay battery. For, for 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 assault okay but either way that's what we the pelicans were doing Wisconsin. to the suns just showed up and hit them like, yeah. like chris chris paul, i mean chris paul got called for four fouls the other day Jeez. in the first half he's never been mm-hmm. called for four fouls and a half in his career mm-hmm. and he even made the comment that yeah, his family got assaulted in the in the stands like true assault that guy's yeah. gonna get charged with assault ought to be yeah. and then and then he got four falls on the court on top of it yeah and it's like and in one point there was a point where luka Doncic had a foul then had a had a flagrant foul and then got charged on three straight plays in a row within 20 seconds <laughs> like and that was in the first quarter with only two minutes gone Jeez. the score was like like six three at the point like mm-hmm. it's just like oh my god this thing is just 
it's absolutely so so that's and that's the mo right now it's like the the teams are just reeling the referees don't have any control on the game and they're literally just charging into each other and just clotheslining each other and welcome back to the 90s folks bill lambeer (laughs) as long as the jordan can still fly isaiah and lambeer need not apply yeah well that only worked until they changed the rules to make sure that nobody could touch jordan (laughs) <laughs> no, that's, that's true too. But anyway, so um, it, 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 it's it's nuts, and it's, I don't know. I, it's I think they'll make an it's, adjustment. It's, it's, I think somebody's going to be able. To, I almost feel like they should put in Connington, and like Grayson Allen has been a complete non-factor. He's been ineffective. I don't think there's that much of a difference between their defensive games, and Connington's been able to shoot. And they need a third shooter. They need somebody else who can mm-hmm. score. And, and Grayson Allen has not been that guy. I mean, game three, which they win, he gets zero as the starter. Yeah. Um, and he got well, seven tonight, getting a late basket there. And it's like, I, I need more. You like, you need more from him. He's getting outscored by. Well, in game, in by game three, too, we're, we're, we're a half second away from Alf Horford putting that thing into overtime, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, done that play, right? Um, yeah, just strange, strange stuff, but. It, it, it's hard to watch. It really is. Like this whole playoffs now is just really hard to watch. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was I was lauding the praises of that Pelicans coach two weeks ago when I was like, that dude's just controlling the chaos. And it's like, oh, yeah. it, that's what it's turning into. Like it's literally just turning into just it's football without pads on hardwood. But yeah, and, I mean, if if we're and, and, but the refs, but the refs, but but the refs are the ones that are deciding factor because they get to call what's a follow and what's not. And they're not consistent in the least bit. No. So it's, it's Cause, frustrating because, to watch. because basketball has the, the most vague set of rules for what a follow is ever. Or what continuation is. Yeah. You know, Everybody just, knows what offsides is. I mean, football's only got one super vague rule or two super vague rules, roughing the passer which is super vague and, and pass interference, offensive pass interference. or defensive, offensive or defensive, offensive yeah. or defensive. But otherwise, most of the rules in basketball are pretty straightforward. Baseball's got pretty rigid rules. Hockey's got eh, rules depending Hockey's on pretty, how. Yeah, hockey's pretty yeah. well done actually. Like um, the Stanley Cup playoffs are infinitely more watchable than any other playoff. Basically, <laughs> it's the well, greatest. Bre- Brandon Brandon Molesky on the fan always says this one too. He's like hockey. If you get a foul, you go in a box, and your team loses a player for a certain amount of time. In the NBA, if you commit a foul, you put someone in a position to score immediately. So hockey, at least there's some way you special teams. You know, you can yeah. a power play. You can overcome your penalty by having a good power play defense. In basketball, you, there's nothing you can do if yeah, they commit but- a foul. If you commit a foul, especially once the bonus is on, you're you just you're you can call a foul out of nowhere, and the other team has a chance to score. Yeah, but we'll say the other thing that a goal in I mean, hockey is far more valuable than than two free throws. I know, but but yeah. but in hockey, at least there's a goalie guarding the basket. Yeah, in 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 basketball, you're literally putting someone 15 feet away from a hoop and saying, "Well, here you go." You can score points now, yeah. and the ref and the referees have complete control over as to who gets fouled when, and you yeah. have one chance to challenge all game long. In hockey, you can foul twice and not give up a goal. You're yeah. down five three, 
then <laughs> you're, you're up S Creek at that point, but yeah, it's hard not to know, give up a goal like, at that point. It's hard yeah. not to give up a goal at that point. But if you got if you got some defensemen that are on top of their game, at least you can defend yourself and try and get out of it. In yeah. basketball, you're you're just hosed and down the run. And we saw it tonight, John. They the referees just let let the free throws get called left and right. And Inconsistently. If you called them consistently, didn't be like, wow, they are calling everything. It's just ticky tack everywhere. But you're like Wow, they are calling half of this. They are calling half of this game in one way, and then the other half the other way. So, just it consistency. Should just, it, should, it should just be uh, what was that game that was on the uh, in the arcades when we were kids? Rivals versus rivals. <laughs> okay. Where you could like punch when you're going down the court and like tackle people in midair and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it should just be just just get them off the court and let's just you know our team's the biggest team. Our team is the biggest team. Go ahead. You try and take out Lopez. He's a big dude. Yeah, we're, we're, we're divulging now. So should we talk about the win on Saturday or are we past that? That's kind of what we did talk about a little bit. I mean, like we've kind of rolled back and forth in between the two things. But, yeah, it's just they got to find a way to actually you know, make their baskets. They need to complete baskets. They need to complete plays. And they need to run an actual offense of some kind. I mean, like as much as what the NBA allows for teams to run actual offenses – they need to move the ball around. They need to make their threes. They need to run the offense the way they normally do instead of just kind of hope that Giannis will save them. So, yeah, that's – and the, I think they'll get to that point. I think they'll get back to that. And also I think Giannis is just the best player on the floor. Uh, and they'll go back to Boston. He's going to be angry about how that thing went. And I, I think they'll get the next one. And then we'll see what happens. They just got to get one of two after that. Right. So – I'm uh, I'm going to make a bold, I, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now, and because I was I I honestly thought the Bucks were going to win tonight, and as they took that lead in the fourth quarter, but as we have broken down over the last twenty minutes here, <laughs> it, the, things didn't work out how science is. It's more about the 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 the, uh, the um, human condition and how we have to, you know. <laughs> you know, and how referees can control things. Um, I really thought the Bucs were going up 3-1 tonight. I do know that since they didn't go up 3-1 tonight, because I thought the Bucs were going to go up 3-1 and end up winning in game six. Um, I'm not sure whatever team comes out of this series will be able to beat whoever comes out of the 76ers Heat series. Only because this series has been so physical. They are literally beating the crap out of each other they are like they they are knocking each other out it this is wwe on a basketball court um watched the uh the heat game yesterday against uh 76ers and that's pretty physical all the all the series this in this in the uh conference semifinals have been pretty um physical so far um as i noted earlier with maverick sons but uh, I'm not sure whoever comes out of this Bucks Celtics series is going to be physically fit enough to play the Heat because yeah. I think the Heat are going to win. I do. I, too. I, do. Um, I, I don't. Heat. I don't like the, the both. I mean, the Bucks tonight were gasping because they're beat up and because there were guys getting thrown on the floor, and those guys right. were normally Bucks. Right. And remember, Marcus Smart missed game two because he got. Oh. <laughs> he got his butt kicked in game one because he like, kept jumping into people, 
Right. <laughs> I mean, but still, that's I mean, that's that's physical damage. Like they're mm-hmm. they are literally doing physical damage to each other, as opposed to uh, the conference semifinals last year when they played the Nets. That was just running up and down the court. That was transition. There, there was a lot of just fast paced basketball like they were just gassing each other. Um, this game, this 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 round is just I've never seen. I, I mean, I literally haven't seen anything like this since I was a teenager watching Bulls Pistons. <laughs> Honest to God, I, I, I haven't. I, it, 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 it's, it's. <laughs> yeah. Giannis took f- five hard shots tonight, and the fact that yes. he didn't rock his rock his melon off the hard hardwood at any point, because I thought at one point that he he kept his head from smoking the floor a couple times where he had yeah. no control over where his head was going no, and being were... someone that's, that's just that I'm, I, I think I'm off concussion protocol now, by the way, John, I think my <laughs> head's finally clear enough now, as you can tell, as I'm talking way too much tonight, but uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, and it's just, I don't know. I'll yeah. have to talk more about this with friend of the show, Pete tomorrow. So, well, good. That'd be good. Yeah. So, since we last talked to getting into Milwaukee's other team, uh, the Brewers, they have another team? Yeah. I don't know, John. The Brewers got to play the Reds again, which was nice because they got another sweep of the Reds. Um, like then they Chanel followed that song. up. Yeah, they, they followed that up with a – they went to Atlanta. This is the road series now where we were talking about last week. They were going to have Atlanta followed by the Reds followed by the Marlins. Um, mm-hmm. they, get, they lost two out of three to the Braves. Um, yeah rough one the two to three loss uh in the middle there was was incredibly rough to to watch that one um yeah that was the night that's the night that the bats went out in georgia by the yeah way. just kind of quick i mean guy you didn't get that i i understand the game i understand the lights went out did in you georgia listen to country there. music when you were a kid what do you mean i didn't get that i understand it i understand the the, the night I the lights it. went it's out in georgia funny, but i, I was get like it. yeah i was like yes they did aaron Thanks. I mean, it's like, how, how was I supposed to respond to that? Like, was should I sing it? Do you need me to sing it? That the lights went out That's in the night Georgia. That the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's like six runs, eighteen <laughs> runs, ten runs, six runs, and then two, and then two, and today, five runs, as they get Woodruff on the mound and give up ten uh, to the Reds. Uh, so yeah. That, that that basically makes up for I guess last Thursday when we beat them ten five they get us back five ten. Uh, two more games, friends. yeah. Two more games against the Reds should get those ones. And um, the Marlins will be interesting. The Marlins quietly are a decent team right now. They're hanging around five hundred. Interestingly, uh, yes. Yeah, they're they're as good as the Braves at this point. Um, they're hanging in there doing the same stuff. Well, the the Braves the Braves were tough to start. So, yeah, they got a couple good games from Acuna, um, who had not been playing particularly well. But yeah, Saturday and Sunday, he uh, he ended up driving the ball out uh, pretty decently in that one. Well, both those games there. And so that's rough. Um, I'll tell you still, though, Lauer uh, just starting this season from that five spot. He has been fantastic. He's um, uh, he's he's our future, by the way. So and Burns has I, been doing a great job, and Woodruff doesn't get any help. Um, and no, then never does. <laughs> Ashby, I, I I mean, I'd like to see him start figuring things out. We'd like to see more from him. He's gonna be the one of those guys 
that they were really counting on to be like the next guy to step in. Uh, like he was going to be the fourth pitcher this year kind of feel. Uh-huh. Um, he, but but, but, but Lauer's turning into that dude, by the way. Yeah, he like, is. He, he is, yeah. Um, Ashby's still getting his innings limited, obviously, at this point. They're trying to bring him along. They've had a very solid plan for what to do with pitchers. Um, you know, how they handled Hayter, how they've handled uh, Williams and stuff like that. You feel good about that, how they handled bringing Burns back from a point where everybody thought he was just done and he would go away to being the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And and if you ever listen to the radio broadcast, like, you know, Ugers is as big a homer as anybody, but he is also, you know, he's, he's legit. And so is the whole Brewers, you know, and if you listen to a whole nine game night or night, nine inning inning game, they will get into some of the stuff, you know, and they, and the bias walls go down. Like they're trying to do a pro a pro brewer broadcast because they're the Brewers Radio Network, obviously. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff to talk about during a nine inning game. You know, that's the best. That's that's what makes Euchre the best. That's what makes a good baseball announcer the best. And they'll be the first ones to tell you. And, and if you look around the league, like the the Brewers pitching is ridiculous. Like to to the point that like they're like that's yeah. why other teams are like yeah they're going to make the playoffs and we don't know how because I don't know how they're going to score runs but their pitching it, staff is re- and which is so different than it was just 10 years ago where it's like can we get someone to get past the third inning please right. well now <laughs> yeah. i mean like they hit in spurts um yeah. and and obviously it's better against bad pitching but they hit in spurts and actually mm-hmm. our boy our boy Rowdy Tellas uh yeah. he is mm-hmm. The NL player of the week for last week. Yeah, I know. Week. He's, uh, How he's great coming around. Coming around. 12 RBI, three home runs last week. Uh, yeah. And I say RBI. Some people say RBIs. No, I think RBI. RBI. You're correct, John. Or RSBI. Sometimes I say that. Yeah. I, I don't like say Sergeant, that. Nobody like, says like Sergeant's, that. Sergeant's Major. Sergeant's Major. <laughs> RSBI. He's got uh, 12 R- RSBI. RSBI. It's, it's true. You're, you're <laughs> right. You're not wrong. <laughs> As opposed to the people that say ATM machine, because that is definitely ah, or pin number. I hate pin it when people number. say pin number. Hey, John, let's uh, let, let's go back ten years. Cat card. Cat card. Yeah. Yeah. The common <laughs> access card. Yes. Card. Common access card. Card. Uh, yes. Wiley. Um, but yeah, no, it's no, it's it's legit. Like the the Brewers have made a decision as a small market team that has to has to fight. Rather than uh, than twenty years of fighting to be a team that scores a lot of runs and have zero pitching and pull you know starters at the end of their careers that come in here and maybe give you a game or two, they have decided it to to, to go the defensive route and they're 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 developing pitching and that's the only thing they're developing and they talk about it on Brewers uh, broadcast all the times like yeah down the minor leagues there's more arms coming like that's all they're doing and that's why this and that's how this happens you know you're, you're talking about you wanted to see more out of um shoot you just said his name and now it's escaping me um uh, da, 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 the, the number four starter um oh Ashby yeah. Ashby you want to see more out of Ashby well you know maybe we will maybe we won't but then you get lower you know or like yeah. burnt burnt was burnt burnt <laughs> was was washed right and yeah. then wins the cy young last year you know and woodruff you know can't get run support to but you know it's it's whatever you know they're bringing up cannons and you know it it and that's that's what the brewers have 
And, you know, as opposed to the early 2010s when we had bats coming up left and right, when we had Prince and we had Hardy and we had Braun and we had Weeks and we had these, you know, all these, all the bombers, you know, when we had uh, uh, Tony Plush for a year, <laughs> you know, like we, we couldn't pitch, you know, they brought up, yeah. they brought Trevor Hoffman here for one year for God's no, sake. He was here for know, it's like, and now, and now what we have is, arms but no bats you know it's it's Correct. It, which there's some of them there's are coming be, along there's something to be said about being a difficulty of a fan with all bat all arms and not bats either because you know two zero games are hard to watch <laughs> but they're fast they are faster uh i got a i got a um box a couple years back before covid um which is a fantastic bit when you if you can fill all the tickets they give you because you can get like mm-hmm. 20 tickets for being in there and that's pretty nice yep. it's not actually a terrible price for what you get um and we had that and then of course it was like the um the rangers came into town and it was a one nothing game it was like a hit mm-hmm. followed by a double and that was the only run either team allowed and it was like this game could slow down i'm having a good time just yeah. somebody <laughs> score some runs here let's do this like, yeah <laughs> it's just just crazy i think over the last couple of weeks though some things have been going a little bit better in terms mm-hmm. of the hitting um I just like I mean, they're doing still, this they're still in first place too. in the division. So a lot of the divisions going to be bad. It's basically just going to be them and the the Cardinals because uh, the Cubs and the Pirates and the Reds are bad. That is going to be that secret thing as to why they're going to have a good record. It's going to be kind of like how wow, Boston and the Yankees have this incredible record together. Why? Well, because they both sweep the season series against Baltimore and um, – the Blue Jays. Oh, I mean, when I, mean they were last, still young. I mean, last year the Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, and Red Sox almost all made the playoffs. Yeah. In the meantime, Baltimore had a historically bad season. Yeah, like, like three years just... ago, though, like the Blue Jays were young and the Orioles were still the worst team yeah. in history of history. And then they're like, "Wow, these these top three teams are really killing." And you know, or like somebody comes out of the Central and you're like, "Wow, that's a really good team in American League Central." Like. Uh, no, the White Sox are a myth because everybody's bad in the division. But I mean, and but, they're nice. But, but the, Brewers, the Brewers are still tied. I mean, there's a whole bunch of teams, 19 wins. It's them and yeah. the Padres and the Dodgers. Yeah. And the Mets have 20. So, but I mean, all the top teams They'll are on it. Keep I mean, winning the, now the, and the, figure the, it the, out. The, as the, you the go. Patriots made a franchise out of beating a bad division. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Get to the playoffs and then to have your chance. And that, yeah. that's really all it is. And I like. Every now and then, just going in and looking at Roddy Telez's, you know, Wikipedia page and everything—it's just kind of fun. <laughs> they still have the picture of Roddy Telez, a guy who was just named National League Player of the Week. The picture is him with the Dunedin Blue Jays in 2015. They have a minor league picture of him on Wikipedia. Uh, that was Dunedin. Is that is that somewhere in Canada? Dunedin, or I don't know. Let's see if I can look yeah. up how they say yeah. this. Um, it doesn't tell me how to say it. Uh, how, how would you, how would you say, how would you say Florida? Never mind. It's in Florida. Uh, in Florida. Okay. I was D- going to say, how do you say ready to was in French? They are a low a, no, I'm sorry. Okay. In, in, in the time when he played though, they they were class a advanced. So right. there we go. The Dunedin blue Jays. In well, Florida. you know, and you know, we, we lost Jesus Aguilar and I mean, he's had some success with the Marlins. Um, Marlins? Rays. Rays, Rays. Excuse me, Rays. Sorry. Right? Yeah. One of the Florida teams. Sorry. He went to the Marlins, um, I think. Didn't he go to the Rays after that? I have to possibly. I, I, for, I, forget how the, I forget how that worked. And then... Um, I'll look him up. Uh, teams who... The WWF uh, wrestler that we had <laughs> playing first base, but could only hit 
right-handed pitching couldn't hit left-handed pitching to save his life. Uh, I'm just glad that Rowdy Rowdy's a, a legit. He's a first baseman. He kind of reminds me of Kent Herbeck, like just you know, he's just a first baseman, you know. And that's we haven't had a, a real first baseman since Prince left, and Prince wasn't even a real first baseman because he was five ten, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So Rowdy, no, Rowdy's right. just. You're right. He's Marlins now. He had been Jesus Aguilar, that is. Uh, yeah. we tra- he sent him to Tampa, and then he, he went to Miami after. So he is with right. Miami right now. I had right. it backwards so, in my head, but you're right. But, uh, but uh, no, Rowdy, he's, he's, he's just a first baseman. Like, he's a, like, a power first baseman. And I, I remember for the longest time, even when we were kids, remember, like, they put Paul Molitor at first base? Like, we haven't had, like, a big power hitting first baseman since John Jaha like <laughs> or Richie <laughs> where did Richie Sexton. Sexton play I for, I forget I don't even know where he played anymore yeah, no, he was all right he was first um, baseman but he was the only good player on a team when nobody cared who the Brewers and, were um, um, oh who was the doubles machine uh, Lyle Overbay Oh, Lyle Overbay. He was a doubles yeah, machine. We're, 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 going, we're going back like 20 years at this point, yeah. but that's a double machine too. So. Remember, it, Rowdy Telez yeah. is Ryan John Rowdy Telez. Yeah. Do you I like that him. I pulled John Jaha out of John that pile Jaha, right there? my goodness. Yeah. He was a, just a weird big dude. <laughs> let's, let, let's talk about Greg Vaughn while we're at it. Vaughn oh. Valley. <laughs> I love this. So he was so active in the womb that he was moving around all the time, and so his parents started calling him Baby Rowdy, and it stuck. Oh dear God, that's so that's great, fantastic. Uh, oh, he's also the Hebrew hammer. He's Jewish. Look at that. That's so no. great. Hey, we traded one Hebrew hammer for another. That's so good. Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown retired right about the same time he came to the team. No, yeah. he can stick around. I like Rowdy. I he's love good. Rowdy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that they made uh, the Wendy. choice. Of, I'm glad that they made the choice of him over Vogelbach. Like I yeah. love strong bat. I love strong bat as much as anybody. <laughs> but he's going to get way more time at the plate in Pittsburgh. And Rowdy Roddy Telez. Um, yeah. Like Wendy was saying to start building a statue for him. And I was like, <laughs> we're going to need a lot of bronze. It's going to take a yeah. long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, a lo- wait. He hits left. He's lefty, right? Yeah, he's uh, a lefty hitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, scene? that's what you need a left a left a left-handing hitter. It's left left-handing left. hitting first baseman. That's what mm-hmm. you need. It, yeah. It's just it's just science, John. Science it's work. It's science. Worked. All right, Lou Gehrig. All right, that's really most of what we have. The only couple little things are the let's see. The, okay, uh, the Packers signed all their first round both their first round draft picks. I think they Which signed just about everybody. Meant anything since Matt Stafford was he's the last first round. Guy that got a big contract was it Matt Stafford? One of those guys, uh, yeah. Or before was the CBA, it, before the CBA was it Sam Bradford? That? I can't remember. Maybe yeah, Bradford. Uh, yes, Bradford was the next year. That's he right. He made yeah, crazy so. money uh, for not well, being and, good. And what did they say? Uh, what's uh, what's his name that uh, uh, the, the the Raiders drafted? Carr. No, not Carr. Carr's decent. Carr's had a serviceable oh. career. Um, um, yeah, yeah, the terrible guy LS- who threw LSU from his Car- knees from LSU. LSU quarterback. Yeah. Um, no, I know who you're talking about. And I think everybody remembers who you're talking about. Just ah. he's terrible. Um, basically, basically, so the reason why rookies can't negotiate tr- contracts anymore before they come into the NFL is because of him. So The only things they can negotiate are the payoff. Like if you get cut and signed by a new team, you have to pay back some of whatever bonus you make from the other team. You can negotiate that amount. Some teams negotiate down to zero. And the other thing they negotiate is the signing bonuses and the amount of it that goes into signing bonus and things like that. 
Jamarcus so those are Russell. really yeah, Jamarcus Russell. Good job. Right. Jamarcus, no, uh, that was Google. That was Google that figured that out because I was like, give I, that to them. I, I was stuck. I could see his face, and I'm like, <laughs> the guy who could throw a hundred yards on his on knees. his knees. It was like, weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, but those are the couple things that they really negotiate on, and that's really it because yeah. there's it's locked in for the actual number. So because because, because Jamarcus Russell cost the Rangers a whole bunch of money and. I think bad. Al Davis was still alive at the time, and <laughs> they wanted to protect themselves against, you know, NFL boss that would, you know, affect your salary cap for the next five years. So. It killed a lot of teams. Like, it was bad. If you don't, oh, Jamarcus don't Russell's the worst thing that ever happened to players. Yeah, it was just everything. He it wasn't really, just him. he really asked over a lot of the NFL players for the next thirty years. There were just a lot of of teams that ended up having to put a lot of money into guys who they didn't know if they could play and they were suddenly the highest paid players on their own teams and was yeah. bad and Jamarcus, weird. Jamarcus Russell was definitely one of them. Like yeah. that, that, oh, yeah. that's yes. what happened. Like Stafford, like I, I think he, the, 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 the lions got their money's worth out of him. Bradford yeah. definitely not with the Rams after no. that, but um, that yeah, dude Stafford made is, more money than, than uh, it's crazy. He kept getting chances to be a starting quarterback everywhere and, Kept getting replaced, so he was always making first-round quarterback money for the Eagles, mm-hmm. for the Vikings, for the the Rams. The, but John, yeah. John, who has the all-time NFL record for passing complete, uh, ca- passing completage, pass completing, pass completion percentage for a season. Yeah, Sam Sam, Sam Bradford because Vikings because he kept throwing short to seventy point four. He went uh, he went Tom Brady on the bit without Tom Brady's receivers, so. Yeah, um, but the other things passing, passing completion. That is a hard one. I, I it, some of the stuff coming out of this concussion has been uh, a little weird. Like uh, now, the brain fog is gone. That's good. But like some of the stuff that I worked through when I was in LD, which um, that's a term that's been long gone. But I had speech stuff when I was a kid, when I was mm-hmm. in elementary school. Okay. Some of the stuttering and stuff like that. I've had my stutters came back, and some of the the I like just un, inability to like say certain words together. <laughs> Okay. And well, now and now I can drink alcohol when I talk too. So that's the other part that it's like just <laughs> all coming together. It's it's great. <laughs> all right. Um the spring game for the Badgers ended um Andy Akshaf is or Andy Schaff has been putting out some more stuff recently. His big thing he just put out recently. If you if you don't get the email, sign up to get the 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 Badger uh whatever he calls it, the, the Badger report that he does. Um it's it's good and it's it's reasonable and it puts a lot of fun stuff. What he was talking about is putting more Badger history up on the the walls around the stadium, especially like all the players in the Badger Hall of Fame and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that's a it's a great idea. They, they do some stuff with the little banners outside for like um, you know Ferguson and some of the other linemen who've been through Thomas and different guys, and so they do some Randall, stuff. Randall 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 needs an overhaul, like a hard overhaul, like. They they could definitely do more stuff to kind of point out the things that have happened because like the only real statues they have are Alvarez and um, the AD that hired him. Uh, so yeah, it's it's come I can't think of it. Richter. Richter, uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I was right there. I had the R word in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just been. But but I mean, when you go to Camp Randall too, like I've been around there a couple times. It's like it was the same way. It was when we were playing state football games there in the 90s. They like, will be completely – they've already started redoing the south end zone, the one against the field house. That will be completely right. different when they start the next season. That's looking Right, because amazing. if they don't 
it will collapse into the field house and push the field house over. Like well, also Camp, Randall, adding, Camp Randall needs a good, like they're also good, adding elite level, um, kind of tier, like group seating and tiered level type stuff in that end zone for like mm-hmm. you know high high level people and where they're going to bring the recruits and stuff like that. Uh, also, the field house has been in renovated. the south end zone. That's where they're going to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. Go look it up online. They've got they've had the uh, the blueprints and the an rendering there. Why would you put high end stuff in an end zone? That's where you put the bleachers. There, don't look at. I mean, don't go look at any NFL stadium then, because that's where everybody puts their big elite seating like that. In the bleachers, why wouldn't you do that? Like between the thirty fives. Nobody does. I don't know. That's like the Packer stuff that is is in the the south end zone as well. The one without the sun in it. That seems very the Miller odd. Well, the Miller Light that make, thing is there. So yeah, that makes great. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But. So uh, the only other thing going on really right now in Wisconsin sports, I guess, uh, track has started back up. Men's and women's track at UW. So they had a couple meets Who runs recently. Track, John? track is awesome. Um, Big Ten <laughs> be, uh, softball tournament is starting uh, this weekend, or actually starting uh, on the 11th. So it's just about to start here coming up. Badgers will be starting. Uh, the tournament's going to be in East Lansing. The Badgers will be playing Minnesota to start off with. Badgers finished this season uh, with a was it twenty-seven and eighteen overall record, twelve and eleven in conference. You know they did pretty well against some teams, but like Michigan looked really good. They uh, they lost to Illinois as well. Um, they beat up on Michigan State. They. They beat. Uh, they took two out of three from Nebraska. They took two out of three from Penn State. Uh, they got swept by Minnesota during the season in two game series, uh, one nothing and four to two. Uh, and they will face them in terms of RPI. Gophers are thirty five. Badgers are thirty eight. Should be a decent little set. See how they come out of the Big Ten tournament and if the Badgers can find their way into the the national playoff again. So yeah, that's something the Gophers are actually good at. Well, like I said, they're about the same. They're 35 and 38 uh, in terms of softball. Uh, Oklahoma is the team that that's you know number one again. That team is always good for softball. So that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you had anything else to add, Aaron, before we signed yeah. off. Oh, I just want to say I took a shot at track and field, and I was a track and field coach for uh, two <laughs> years in yeah, Rhineland, Wisconsin. And, and I, I ran track for six years when I and I was 800 meters. So I, yeah, I, uh, I, I love track and field. And I wish I wasn't <laughs> old and fat now, and I could run like how I used to because I could run like the wind blows. Yeah, as I was. I, say. I, I was also in track in high school. Um, I played baseball for a couple of years, and then I, jo- I went late and joined track. I was I had you know the classic uh, combination. I threw shot and discus and ran the mile. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was well, about I'm, five I'm seconds. 42, I'm 42 now, and I'm, uh, I am I won't disclose my weight, but it's somewhere between yeah, uh, 229 and uh, 235. And I still <laughs> somehow can run a – even though I couldn't I, – I went out and ran a two-mile the other day, John. You'll be you'll be impressed. I, I, I still stayed right around 15 minutes. Wow. That's really good. Well, you got to remember – I was telling somebody at work today, too, like for being an old fat guy, everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, And I was just like – my mindset is like I have to run an eleven because that's what I used to do. Like when, yeah. when I first joined the army, like I didn't start getting over fourteen minutes until like a couple of years ago, and yeah. it's like oh god, age. age yeah, when I was age. when I was 
20 and in the army, I was running an 11:45, two mile. Yeah, so yeah. And I oh, ran a, I ran about a four minute 50 second mile back when I was in high school. I can't do any of that now. Just can't. Right, right. Yeah, my weight no, is somewhere I, between zero and five hundred. Well, so, I'm not going to give it any closer than that. So, it's somebody, somewhere. Somebody asked because I was talking about that today because I'm fat. No, Jeez. and somebody asked like, when's the last time you got uh, got under fifteen? I was like, um, eighteen months ago or or Jeez. whatever. Just or two or two years ago, just before the pandemic. Like it was oh. just I just haven't had to run for the military since then. No, I love running. Track and field is great. It's the cheapest sport. It, 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 it's for families that can't afford to have, you know, to, to pay for the other equipment, um, cross country, track and field, um, swimming are the best sports ever. And when I left Rhinelander in 2012, um, I went back, I, I went back for the graduation and uh, Rhinelander that has 600 students will have 600 students at the time there. Uh, nine out of the 10 people in, uh, that in the class for academics were either in track and field on my distance team or on my cross country team. And it's not because <laughs> of me, because I was only there for two years, but that's the mindset of track and field students. Because if you're in track and field, you have, you have, there's, there's no glory in it. There's, you know, unless you make it to the Olympics, but for a lot of these kids and my favorite, my favorite runner when I was out there was Alyssa Nitch. And right after we got back from Iraq, uh, I went up to Rhinelander. I volunteered to be a coach up there. I didn't know anything about Rhinelander. I didn't know any of these families. I, uh, was just did interviews with the kids as I came in, like, what, who are you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And Alyssa Nitch was, um, she was a sophomore up there at the time. Uh, this is 2010, right? Right. We got back in 10, right? Yeah. 10. Yep. yep. And, uh, spring of 10. And she said, I want to be, uh, 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 I want to be an oncologist and I want to be an oncologist, uh, for, uh, a pediatric oncologist. I was like, well, that's pretty tight windowed. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. any other career options you ever want to do? And she's like, no, I want to be a pediatric oncologist and that's what I'm going to do. Jeez. Yep. And guess what she did? She graduated valedictorian from uh, Rhinelander High School. She was on the cross country. She was on the track team. Um, she was involved in numerous student organizations. She went to Ripon College for undergrad. I forget where she went for her doctorate degree. And I feel really bad right about forgetting about that right now. Um, but either way, <clears throat> and she nailed it. And her and her and eight of the other kids that ran on those track and field students are and cross country students are uh, i feel and, and wrestlers too like they're the grinders they they don't get any they don't get any press they you know they just go out and do it you know and they're the good kids they they you know and and running is painful and wrestling is painful and you just do it and you get it done and yeah i love track and field it's 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 good for your kids, and if they don't want to do track and field, if they want to play baseball. Have them run, have them run cross country in this fall. It, cross country is great. You run through the woods. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. Okay. So, if I had another chance, I would not have played football. I would have saved myself about five concussions, and I would have probably been great at it. So, I'd have played it football. Wasn't, again. wasn't an option at my school. So. Anyways, John, back to you. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Uh, wherever you are, we, we always appreciate having you with us every week. Uh, we'll remind you that you can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. 
And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.